they are aware they have negative thoughts. Sometimes they can overcome them, sometimes they can't. And they want to come to me to never have them again. To which I say, negatron. Like, that's that's <laughs> not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Mm. You know, the 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 the, the key to to consistently unfucking yourself is you've got to accept and expect that mm. these limiting beliefs are coming up they're coming for the ride i was not intentional with myself and uh I, well firstly i had to look at the outcome of last year and the outcome was served a fucking lot but why do i feel broken mm. why do i feel like I want everyone to fuck off. Why do I feel like I just, I just, you know, I don't want to do anything. Why am I being grumpy towards Steve, my fiance? Why is my fuse short for my family, but not for my clients? And I did a podcast on this and it, that realization, um, I really wanted to sharpen my authenticity, sharpen my, um, you know, the way that I considered myself in my business. And so that's where the word intentional came out for me. Because if I think of sharpen, if I think of tighten, it's like honing in, you know, really honing in on like specificities. Um, so this year in terms of being intentional and, and, and I can, you know, vouch for this too, because when I first started my business, I wasn't, I was again, intentional about serving, but not intentional in how I, delivered it so my clearly my default is to wipe myself out and serve humanity and then be like ah, why am I so tired and grumpy but it, it comes to that same analogy of I, I a lot of my clients when they if they show up and they haven't done the work I'm like well, what the fuck are you doing with your time tell me what are you doing like give me all your wonderful reasons why you haven't done the work and I'll show you where you're where where's you know the, where you need a mental shift because what I say to them, if you're spending, if you spent money like you spent your energy or your time, you'd be fucking broke. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Couple of Lattes with your host, me, Jacques Massey. I'm on a mission to give people wings and roots, and Couple of Lattes is a podcast designed to offer simple solutions to your perceived problems, empowering you to take charge of your life. Couple of Lattes brings powerful conversations with some of the most insightful people in the world straight to your ears you can listen to new episodes every monday wednesday and friday on your chosen podcast platform and you can even watch it on youtube anyway time to create some purpose and find some meaning in your life with this episode of couple of lattes Alrighty guys, welcome to another episode of Couple of Lattes. I'm your host Jacques Massey and today I have an incredibly special guest, an international coach, popular podcast host, creator of the global zero fucks movement. Yes, we can swear on this cat. <laughs> Keynote speaker, uh, has a meditation app in the works, if I'm correct, uh, runs workshops for those seeking to fulfill their potential. I believe you also have a book in the works. Uh, and not to mention, you're a Lululemon ambassador. Is that everything, Kat? Welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh. Yes. As you say that, I'm like, wow, I'm doing way more than I give myself credit for. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely crushing the game. <gasps> oh, yes. Well, uh, thank you for having me here. And I'm just going to say, I love your name, Jacques. Jacques. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit exotic, eh? People, people oh, tend fantastic. to love it. You know yeah, what the funny thing is, though? Then they try and speak French, and I'm like... I don't know French. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour, Jacques is my name. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> um, uh, anyway, but before we kind of dive into anything too deep, I wanted to take a moment mm -hmm. to shout out to Chris as well. If you're listening to this, Chris, thanks for linking us up. And I was kind of thinking to myself before, two really cool things have happened. One, this is going to be episode 150. And I get to have catch on on the show. Huge. <laughs> and secondly, uh, it kind of feels almost like mentorception because like Chris is my mentor and then you're Chris's mentor. So I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going too deep into the rabbit hole, but but I love it. So <laughs> <laughs> like those, um, what are those dolls called? The 
Uh, the Russia you know dolls. Like there's a doll. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah. they're called, but there's like a doll inside of a doll. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It. So we're uncovering the next doll on this one. This is getting <laughs> deeper already. I love it. Uh, um, so you got you got a bit of an event coming up soon, don't you, Kat? Oh, I have like which event? I got I, I got a few events coming up. <laughs> the unfuck yourself. I oh, think unfuck called. yourself. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So that's so coming what, up on Thursday, twenty fifth of Feb. What's that all about? What do what do people expect when they go to a catch on event? <laughs> well, it depends which one you're going to. But for this one, um, like some events, like I've got a, a for example, a zero fucks dance event. So you can mm-hmm. expect to go to that and dance. But to to unfuck yourself, um, it's a two and a half hour speaking event. So people come, they sit in the audience, and they or we teach and we share um, the ways that we get we 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 get ourselves like our knickers in a in a knot, right? Mm-hmm. Our heads in a knot, um, and and basically it's it's teaching like the fundamentals as to as to why we keep fucking ourselves up or our dreams up or our ideas, and it could be that from the simplest things of wanting to, you know, be more aligned with people's health. People are wanting to feel more aligned in their relationships. People are wanting to express themselves authentically to, you know, people are wanting to create their own business, but then there are these mental blocks, um, which we all know, and and I have them too. There are these mental blocks that are in the way, but the mental blocks become the reality and the truth for people. Mm. And so in Unfuck Yourself, we share with them why, those blocks are there and that the blocks are always going to be there. No matter how much work we do, no matter how much work I have done, no matter how much work Tony Robbins or Oprah has done, it's like, mm. sorry, babe, I've got the, the limiting beliefs are there. They're coming. It's just, what do you do with it? So we kind of give a bit of a teaser as to what you can do with it. And then which leads on into my coaching or my group coaching program that I'm about to launch and then our um, six-day live trainings that they can really dig deep into how to get out of their own way. That's amazing, Kat. You do you do so much more than um, I guess I kind of first realised you do. And I really want to acknowledge you for that because you, you are doing incredible work. Uh, and like you say, I guess the way that you go about things that I really, really love is that you're super authentic. Like the other day I was looking mm. at your stories and you're like, you know what? Like I'm having a crap day. And it's, it's just makes it real for people when they look at that, they go, you know what? Like if Kat's having a crap day, like it's okay if I have a crap mm. day, but you know what? Kat's not in it. Stop it. Like sh- she's getting up and she's doing her thing. Yeah. So I guess just quickly, my question for you would be, how did you get to this point? Like how did you, I guess, unfuck yourself in a sense? Like how did you mm. become the cat John that you are today? Oh my God, it was such a journey. it was such a journey oh my god so I mean do you want like the brief story do you want like the middle story do you want like dot notes what are you after probably somewhere in the middle I know I'm very conscious that you you have a certain amount of time and I've got a a plethora of questions to ask you that's okay that's okay that's okay so I'll give I'll give a wrap-up version with a little zhuzh in there so um I'm 35 now so when I was 23 um, I was told that I needed to have brain surgery. And prior to that age of 23, for the five years previous, um, so from 18 to 23, like I was out, I was partying, I was a, you know, didn't know about the universe, didn't know about what you put out, you get back. Um, And, you know, I was was a little bit, I was a rat bag. And plus Mm. I had had a past and experiences in my past that were very unpleasant that I was running away from and I didn't want to deal with and whatever else. So one of the ways that I was dealing with with running away from having to deal with really deep wounds was going out and partying and taking drugs. Mm. And so <clears throat> there was a, a couple of sessions in, um, I was out one night and this god-awful pain flared up in my body and uh, it was not muscular pain, it was not any pain that I had experienced, it felt like fire had lit in my body. And I thought, shit, this is not cool. So I told my mate, I was off my guts, out of my, out of my, you know, wits. And, you know, we were young and I just said, just, just take another something. And so I kind of just tried to dance it away. But to be honest, um, at that time, I was also, I'd finished school. I was studying uh, a bachelor of nursing. 
And so over the years, I was partying, studying, partying, studying, also working at a nursing home, partying, studying, working in a nursing home. And then when I finished my um, registered nursing schooling, um, I thought, fuck, I'm going out into the hospitals and I'm actually looking after people, people who are very, very sick. I've got to get out of the drug scene. <clears throat> but this pain was terrible. And so I started becoming addicted to pain medication. And then I was getting trapped in the, the, the chronic pain cycle mentally. I'd wake up in pain. I'd go to bed in pain. The whole day was in pain. And so my outlook on life started to get really skewed, really yuck. Um, I was putting on a lot of weight because I wasn't moving my body. I was becoming a bitch to everyone. I was very, very negative, you know. I was, I was also like a happy-go-lucky still kind of person, but I was becoming dark. Um, and so long story short, I left traditional nursing, which I was working in for three years and worked for a plastic surgeon. So I thought maybe the shift work is stuffing things up with my body. Um, and then it was three months into this job of working at this plastic surgery practice. Um, I went to walk down a set of stairs and I couldn't walk. Um, I went, I was like, I, I know what I need to be doing, but why is my foot not moving? Wow. And my boss had, he was aware of, of all this pain stuff that was going on. So he took me over to the Epworth hospital, got an MRI two days later, got the report back, had no idea what it meant. He sent me to a neurosurgeon with my mum, and she's this gorgeous little Filipino lady who was praying in the lift, like, oh. make everything okay. Yeah, I saw a video of you and your mum dancing. Actually. Oh, it's such adorable. Yeah. It's like this little duckling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, I just, I was such a bitch to her growing up. And now for the rest of my years, I'm just going to tell her how much I love her and show her how much I love her. I feel the same um, about my mum too. I was oh, an absolute asshole when I was a kid. Oh, I love you, mum. <laughs> I know. And now I have stepdaughters. I'm like, just stop. Why are you such little assholes? So, I, mean, <laughs> I was an asshole too. <laughs> so went into the neurosurgeon's office and he, he, he explained. He said, um, you will need to have brain surgery because in six months' time, the condition that you've got, which is a brain condition called an Arnold Chiari malformation, he said you will be in a wheelchair and you will need to learn how to walk again because of this. This my brain was too big; it was trying to find um, room to to fit into my head, so it started to squash down into my spinal cord, and wow. so my spinal cord, the, the the fluid, the cerebrospinal fluid that runs up and down the spinal cord and around the brain, it helps you coordinate, it helps you move, it brings nutrients to your brain. That was all blocked. Mm. So um, these benign tumors were forming in my spine, which was creating the chronic pain. So <clears throat> I had the operation. Um, everything was fixed structurally, but the pain had 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 not gone away because my nerves were compressed for so long. So I was very down and out at this point. I was so hopeful that the pain would go because that was my biggest problem. Um, it was, I was, like I said, I was shying away from life. I didn't want to go out. I, when I finished work, I just want to go to bed. And uh, then my, my surgeon put me on uh, these, this medication, which is actually an antipsychotic meditation, uh, medication, sorry. Mm. I'm so used to meditating now. <laughs> um, instead of medicating. Um, that, but it, 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 for pain sufferers, it tries to reroute your brain so you don't experience the pain in the body. Right. But that was my final straw. Um, that, that blacked me out. That blacked out my soul. It blacked out any kind of light in life. And mm. I became very depressed um, and, and suicidal. I sent an email to my family and I just said, I either want out of this life because my surgeon had said, I just need to learn how to live with this. I thought, are you fucking kidding me? Like at that time now I was 24. I'm like, I'm 24 and I have to live like this? Like this can't be it. So wrapping, wrapping up the story, my, my family, they, they reached out to, to their network. And my mum used to be a registered nurse. She was volunteering at a hospital. She reached out to a friend who knew her husband, knew this neuro neurologist, um, sent the email to him and what takes like sometimes six to nine months to see him. He said, I'll see her in three weeks. She sounds like a mess. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I saw him and I walked in and, he, how I started to unfuck myself to answer your question, he, 
uh, he gave me a totally different answer. He gave me a gift. And he said, if you really want this pain, if you really want to live a life of free from pain, mm. he said, I believe it's possible for you, but you're going to have to work for it. You're really going to have to work for it. And you're going to need to change your mindset. He said, because right now, I think you want to be out of pain, air quotes, but you're not actually doing anything about it. Mm. He said, you're not, he said, I know that's going to not, that's not going to go down well, but right now you don't want it bad enough. He said, if you want to be pain-free, it's possible, but you've got to work. And he gave me the analogy of an Olympic athlete. He said, an Olympic athlete is training every single day for the gold medal, the gold medal that they want. They will run, they will sleep, they will eat well, they'll take breaks, whatever else, <clears throat> and they'll do anything to get gold. And he said, you may not want a gold medal, Kat, but there's something that you want that you can start training for. And then he was talking to me a bit about neuroplasticity and the brain being malleable and that we can, you know, rewire our thoughts. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, was like, Way. I was like, this is, this is, this was like, it was like part of it was going over my head, but part of it was like hitting something that was waking me up. And I was like, what the hell is going on inside of me? I'm like resisting this, but wanting it, resisting, wanting, mm. resisting, wanting. That's powerful. Oh my God. So he said to me, what do you want? What is it that you want? And I said, I want to be free. I want to be free to be who I really am. I want to be free to be happy. I want to be free to move my body. I just want to be free. And he said, well, that's your gold medal that you train for. Mm. And he said, instead of waking up in the morning and, taking your medication he said you can meditate and you can visualize yourself free and what that looks like what that feels like and what bring, what comes up emotionally for you and then you act in favor of that and he said I reckon if you do that for 12 months but not miss a day 12 months not miss a day you might just be pain-free and he said then recontact me in 12 months I was like fucking right I'm on this I'm on it I'm on it. I walked out. I said, mom and dad, I'm not taking my pain killers anymore. No matter how much of a demon I turn into, um, I'm not going to take them. And that's what I did do for, for, for every day for, for 10 months. Um, I would wake up and have to battle these thoughts that were in my head, but choose a new way. And I shit you not within a 10 month period, I unfucked myself. I healed chronic pain. I had no more pain in my body. I had lost 15 kilos. I was on no more pain medication. I was nice to people at work. I was nice, you know, to my, my brother who I was living with. And in, in 10 months, I was like, what have I unlocked? And how can I have more of this in my life? Yeah. And, and that's the story. That's the, that's the main story of unfucking myself. And I guess that's where the real story of the real catch on began, right? Because you, you dealt with yourself and then now you realized, how can I continue this? And it was, I guess, to give back to others, right? A hundred percent. The hero's journey. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. I've, got sh I've got shitters. I wish you could see my goosebumps. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I, I love stories like that. And I guess I went down a similar path, not quite the same, but yeah, I, I remember when I first kind of started reading about the stuff about you know, neuroplasticity and the idea that, you know, we could in fact use energy to change the signals that we create in our mind and bypass, you know, our conscious mind and create change and create the things that we wanted. I remember first reading it and being like, this is absolute bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you really do. And then as you go down the rabbit hole more and more and you actually start seeing results, you're like, okay, this actually works. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I guess one of the big things that stands out there for me is, is this idea of these blockages or these limiting beliefs that you kind of talked about at the start. Mm. So in, in your experience, like you've been doing this for a little while now, and I guess you've probably seen a, a few different um, cases of, of people basically convincing themselves against change or convincing themselves mm. against doing something about, about their own problems. In, in your experience, how do you, I guess, defeat or not necessarily defeat, but come to terms with that inner voice and, and become the boss, I guess, and, and, mm. and in doing so, unfuck yourself, so to speak. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So 
the first experience was um well it's 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 you know i take my experiences and then um share them with others and then that becomes you know i guess ways that uh i give back and and give strategies around that so for example i um used to live i guess identified with the thoughts i used to live identified with the thoughts and then when i did this process of of healing my pain and all that kind of stuff there was this separation between hmm I have these thoughts that are saying don't get up take the pills don't meditate that professor's wrong um you'll never be pain-free I there was this process which I had no idea it was actually taking place um I had no formal training I was only like a registered nurse and that was it but there was this recognition of okay they're there, but I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to go and meditate. I am going to go and move my body. I am going to go and go for that walk. I am going to go for that run. So that was the start of it. But what then happened with me was I then went the total other spectrum where I didn't want to have any limiting beliefs in my thought, what's in, in my mind whatsoever. So it began with only limiting thoughts and if I had an idea, it was shut down quickly. I'd be like, yep, cool, you're right, fair enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not perfect enough. I'm not this enough. To then, oh, I have these limiting thoughts. I can go and do this. So then my mind went on this, okay, well, now I want to eliminate all negative thoughts and all um, limiting beliefs, which sent me on this ridiculous wild goose chase. And this is probably the biggest problem that I see with my coaching clients. They are aware they have negative thoughts. Sometimes they can overcome them. Sometimes they can't. And they want to come to me to never have them again. To which I say, negatron. Like that's, that's <laughs> not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the key to, to consistently unfucking yourself is you've got to accept and expect that Mm. these limiting beliefs are coming up they're coming for the ride like you know this morning I was on a lululemon global call right lululemon global they sent me an email out and I said we'd love you to do this thing and I was and and but prior to me getting onto the call like my my palms were sweaty I'm like oh my god why are they choosing me there are so many more better ambassadors out there like what if I screw this up what if they're not what if they don't think I, what if, what if they, I'm not who they think that I am, like that kind of stuff. Mm. So, you know, 12 years of me doing this work, it still shows up, but I expect it and I accept it. And that's the biggest turning point that I have ever had. And the turning, biggest turning points that my coaching clients receive as a result from coaching. It's okay. I don't have to fully identify with them and I don't have to try and eliminate them. It's, how can I continue to go after the things that I want, whatever that is? It doesn't have to be, you know, flying to the moon. It can be anything. How can I continue to go after the things that I want whilst learning how to have dialogue, learning to have tools to manage what I call becoming the CEO of your ego, right? That's a great way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I'm timestamping that right now. I want to be a CEO. Yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. That's um, how I see it. That's exactly yeah. how I see it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, two things that really stand out there. Like you said, it's acceptance and managing that expectation. And meditation really comes to mind when you're saying that because I guess, and there's obviously a lot of different types of meditation depending on on the kind of path that you take. But I guess one of the core principles is when these thoughts come into your mind, I kind of think of it like, I guess, like, like you got a blue sky, for example, you've probably heard this one before, right? And the clouds drift by and the clouds are the yeah. emotions or the thoughts or the limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And you see them and you're like, okay, yeah, I see you there, but I'm just going to let you go past. And oh, mm-hmm. there you are. Mm-hmm. There you are, fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go that way. Mm-hmm. That's essentially mm-hmm. what you're doing, right? Amen. Yeah. 100%. I love 100%. that. And it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Like, 
there are days where I sit in meditation and I'm like, grasp onto every single thought, you know, mm. it's mm. like wanting to, to, to deter me from being with my being and, and being present to what is actually there. But there's this part of us, you know, which is the ego that just likes to, you know, think about, overthink about the future or delve too deeply into the past and, and create drama when there's no drama or stress when there's no stress. And, and that's the hardest part. I think that people um, expect when they're in meditation, that they go deep and they go into these different states of being and that they meet their true self. And it's like, you know, sometimes you'll have that, but other times it's going to be rough, Mm. you know, and, and that's just the way it is. It doesn't mean you're shit at meditating. It's like the other day when, when you said you saw in my stories that, uh, I was not having a great day. It's like, okay, not every day I'm going to be like, hi, want to party. Some days I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, so... <laughs> I don't want to party, but I will a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's so true. And I guess I guess what you're doing well in that situation is, you're, like you're saying, you're expecting it and you're acknowledging it as well, right? You're, you're yeah. accepting the fact that, yeah, you know what? Like, I really don't feel like going to the gym today. Like, that's that's just life like sometimes you have those bad days um mm -hmm. I, w I wasn't going to talk about meditation that much in this podcast but i realized you did a week-long or a 10-day silent meditation is that correct yeah yeah so yeah. I, I did i did a seven-day silent meditation mm -hmm. but i'd love to hear about your experience oh so God. yeah tell me isn't it hard yeah i cried so oh. much i like i like cry danced oh. it was weird could you talk in yours? Like, did you have little freedom sessions? No, yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I kind of had, okay, here's a funny story. I'll tell this before you, before you tell me. But yeah, do yours. tell, 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 tell. So I was, I was down at the park. It was in the middle of the city, which was kind of weird. You know, it was crazy, actually. Mm. Is I expected more people to talk to me. No one talked to me. That's the thing about today. Like, no one talks to each other. That was one of my realizations. Mm. I'd be in the elevator and I'd just be like zenning out and people would just be like, like, who is this guy just standing there staring? <laughs> it was kind of creepy, to be fair. But I guess the story is, I was down at this park and I was sitting there for about two hours, I think, just kind of meditating, just listening to the trees and just watching the lake in front of me. And this pigeon, old mate pigeon, just comes over and sits next to me. And I swear to God, for about two hours, I had a connection with this pigeon. And I tell people the story wow. and they're just, there's two reactions. They're either just like, uh, what? And they just walk away. Or they're like, tell me more. Tell me about the conversation yeah. with the pigeon. That was one of my craziest That's experiences. So, like, what was your what was some of your conversations with the pigeon? I was just asking him like how his day was, but I wasn't speaking. It was this kind of mental connection. Yeah, we just mental it, connection. Yes, you know, how pigeons kind of just bob their head like that. Like, yeah, I was just watching him bob his head, and he was just looking at me, just bobbing his head, just having a time, just chilling. Uh, I totally get it, dude. I, I'm totally down with that. I, I fully appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I did mine now about four years ago. I think it was four years ago or three years ago. Um, and it was really, really tough. Um, so it was 10 days of, yeah, of, of silence. Um, we were eating twice a day. We were meditating 10 hours a day. Um, this was, it's a very strict, uh, what's it called? you know, practice, um, where, where I went to. So men and women were split. I don't know if that was the same with you. Um, you're in a very, you're in a dorm with three other girls or three other women, um, woken up at 4am with a gong and all, all that kind of thing. So, um, I was nervous, but I was really called to do it. There was a, a, a real big pull for me to do it. Um, I guess my expectation when I walked into the hall to meditate for the first time, I'm like, where's the music? <laughs> where's the Palo Santo and the white sage? <laughs> you know, I'm like, who's guiding me into meditation today? <laughs> like, I'm the major comes in and then I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? We're literally sitting here for two hours with no instruction. It was just like two hours sitting begins. I'm like, what am I meant to? What am I meant to be focusing on? Is there an intention? Do I be grateful? Do I talk to my spirits? Like, what am I meant to be doing? What do you mean? What am I meant to be doing? So, my first meditation on like day one, no, was it was day zero? Was wow, 
what have I gotten myself into? The terrified, and, right? Um, oh, seriously, seriously. But I think, to be perfectly honest, what terrified me the most was, like, in everyday life, I've got my mind in check, you know? Um, but when there are no distractions, like no phone, no talking, you know, you're not cooking, um, fucking nothing, can't write nothing, I met a new level of how much my mind doesn't stop. Mm. And the things that it grabs onto, you know, so the, the attachment and the aversion, the attachment and the aversion, which is what we're learning through the, the, the 10 days, um, the attachment and aversion is what causes a lot of our pain and our suffering. So I was, uh, I felt like I was going mad. I felt like I was going mad. I'm like, oh, when am I going to experience inner peace? When am I going to experience this bliss shit, you know? So, and it was actually truthfully only in, on day eight where I had this pocket, sweet little 30 second pocket, that's it, mm. of pure pure presence pure mm. presence and i can't even tell you what took place in that moment other than the fact that all form you know my my, my body or time or you know anything that's defined here the tree the, everything lost its definition mm. and i was like oh i've just got to be here and I just, I didn't even say anything for 30 seconds until 30 seconds later, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to get out of this. And then I started getting out of it because yeah. I didn't want to get out of it. I'm like, ah, I'm attached to the bliss. <laughs> Take me um, back. Oh, seriously. But, you know, I had so many realizations. I had um, so many ideas that would come up, which of course I couldn't, I couldn't write down. Um, so many like revelations for myself. It was, it was, it was a lot. It was, it was meeting a whole nother level, like I mentioned before, of my mind. And um, yeah, that acceptance piece that I spoke about earlier was, yeah, was just at a much more confronting level. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you'd ever do it again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I reckon but I would too. I'd only want to do a three-dayer. I want to do a three-dayer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd happily right. do three days, 10 hours, or I think when you do three days, it's 12 hours of meditating. <laughs> um I'd be down for that. Maybe yeah, so this, yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really, I'd really love to. One of the things I want to do in this next decade of life is go to India or somewhere, mm. somewhere super spiritual and do like a full month in like a monastery or like full, full shave my head. Like, like an ashram. Yeah. 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 It sounds yeah. amazing. And, and I'm already I building up. I love journey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already building up expectation though, which I know is bad. I'm just like, oh, it's gonna be so sick. And then it's gonna be it's gonna be like you there. I'll be like two hours and I'll be like, why the hell did yeah, I shave my I head? <laughs> I thought it was gonna be beautiful. It smells like shit. Instagram uh, showed me something way different, okay? <laughs> yeah, it was it was really cool. And yes, I would do it again. Um I reckon I'd I will go within the next two years i guess yeah. those those two ideas as well of attachment and inversion i guess attaching to specific things or just directly avoiding things is that is that yeah correct? yeah yeah that kind of ties into my next question i know you're big on intentionality and i mm. think one of the things that meditation does teach you is to be to live on purpose essentially to 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 be mm. i guess in that moment and to focus on that task and intentionality is kind of that for me. So how important for you is, in, is intentionality and how would you recommend people are more intentional about their everyday lives? I guess, um, uh, you know, this year specifically, I have made this year, my word for this year, my theme for this year is to be more intentional. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like the reason why I made that, and this is, you know, I guess a, a tool which is what I did for myself, which people can take away from this, is um, I always, you know, I, I, I guess I get wake-up calls when I could be doing something better, um, either through being inspired or through something that really didn't work and it was either uh, it was either uncomfortable or painful or whatever it may be. 
So last year with my time um, during COVID and, and putting so much out into the world, I was intentional with wanting to put so much out and to serve, but I was not intentional with how I honoured myself, um, that I was also going through a pandemic, that I was, um, you know, needing to homeschool two stepdaughters and having basically, you know, my, the way that our lives were structured from my stepdaughters would be week on and week off with us to basically living full time and then taking on like an extra 25 clients because people were like, fuck, I need to work on my mindset. Um, I realised <laughs> towards the end of last year, I was like, shit, I was not intentional with myself. And, uh, I, well, firstly, I had to look at the outcome of last year and the outcome was served a fucking lot but why do I feel broken? Mm. Why do I feel like I want everyone to fuck off? Why mm. do I feel like I just, I just, you know, I don't want to do anything? Why am I being grumpy towards Steve, my fiance? Why is my fuse short for my family, but not for my clients? And I did a podcast on this and it, that realization, um, I really wanted to sharpen my authenticity sharpen my um you know the way that I considered myself in my business and so that's where the word intentional came out for me because if I think of sharpen if I think of tighten it's like honing in you know really honing in on like specificities um so this year in terms of being intentional and, and, and I can, you know, vouch for this too because when I first started my business, I wasn't, I was, again, intentional about serving but not intentional in how I delivered it. So my clearly my default is to wipe myself out and serve humanity and then be like, ah, why am I so tired and grumpy? Take all of my energy, people. <laughs> seriously, seriously. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm still, I'm really good with my self-care, but when I got, like I, I pulled in my kinesiologist and all that kind of stuff to assist me, and she said, Kat, you're not just serving your clients. You've, you've got like 26,000 people on Instagram. You've got 6,000 people on Facebook. You have 200,000 people who listen to you on your podcast. Like you're putting out way more than you think you are. You're holding space for, you know, say half a million people on the planet look for 300,000 people on the planet like you got to be more specific in in how you show up for yourself so that's when I was like okay intentional I've got to be intentional so I guess the word intentional has grown for me the meaning of it has grown for me um intentional with with my time intentional with my energy intentional with who I say yes to like I get I get asked to go on podcasts nonstop. Mm. And when I say yes, it's an intentional yes. And when I say no, oh. it's an intentional no. So, mate, fuck it. I'm, like, I'm so chuffed right now. Look at how weird I am. Look at how weird I am. I'm blushing so much. I'm going to call mum straight after this. <laughs> well, oh. if you reckon Chris Cannon is the connection, you can thank Chris Cannon because yeah, yeah, I have yeah. a lot of love for him. A lot of love I'm going to give him a big old kiss. I reckon. Yeah. So I would have to say, to be honest, um, the word in the word intentional and that the value of intentional has, has changed for me and mm. it's um, it's grown for me. It's growing with me. I'm growing into it. I should even mm. say mm. I'm growing into it. It's like self-responsibility is also a value of mine. And each year, each moment, each, each day uh, I grow into it. You know, I take off, the pants that I've worn for a while and I'm like, okay, let's put on some new self-responsibility pants. Let's put on some new intentional pants. And um, it's, yeah, it's so far. I mean, we're only a month in, mm. but fuck having that um, the word intentional means so much more because I'm being intentional about me, not just who I serve, if that makes mm. sense. I can tell that that's going to, increase the amount of people that I can serve because I'm being more conscious of myself mm. and what I'm putting out and who I'm saying yes to and who I'm collaborate, collaborating with and how I'm spending my, my money or how I'm spending time, etc. So, um, you know, in long answer to your question, I think that all the values that I value, I'm growing 
they're growing with me and I'm growing into them. And this year, um, yeah, it's it's already feeling really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I asked that, that question. question. Yeah, it definitely does. And I guess I'll expand upon it a little bit. I asked that question from a bit of a, not entirely, but a bit of a selfish perspective because the past yeah. couple of weeks, I've felt that kind of blowout where I've, I've just been mm. giving so much to so many people where like you yep. say, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm doing all the routines, you know, I'm yeah. doing the meditations, I'm doing the gratitude, I'm doing that, but I'm still feeling that like, yeah. fuck, like I can't be bothered, you know, like I just can't yeah. be bothered. And it's, and uh -huh. when I listened to your podcast on intentionality, I was like, dude, like, why are you doing all these things? Like, where are you, yes. where are you putting your energy? So, so yes. I'm, I'm very grateful for that because yeah. I, th I think that gives me another step in the right direction in terms of like you say, sharpening and narrowing my focus to the 100%. things that don't matter. Well, I, I said it on my, my latest podcast where um, I talked to, I actually talked about in that one about stop wasting time, but it, it comes to that same analogy of I, I, a lot of my clients when they, if they show up and they haven't done the work, I'm like, well, what the fuck are you doing with your time? Tell me, what are you doing? Like, give me all your wonderful reasons why you haven't done the work and I'll show you where you're, where, where's, you know, the, where you need a mental shift. Because what I say to them, if you're spending, if you spent money like you spent your energy or your time, you'd be fucking broke, yeah. you know? And um, that they're like, uh, fuck you. I'm like, well, fuck you back. <laughs> you know, if, if you, if no one wants to, to have no money, right? Yeah. But if you're, if you're tired all the time, if you're grumpy, if you're short fused, it's like, are you energetically poor? Are you mm. energetically poor? And I can say that with, with confidence because it's how I speak to myself and I treat myself and I ask myself those same questions. Um, so yes, I, I hear you loud and clear. It's like, for example, I've got two products to launch it launch this month and I was then added in a weekly clubhouse room that I was going to create and it came to two days before I was meant to do it and I was like nah yeah delete mm. you this can wait how this awesome wait. how awesome is saying no oh it's just one of the greatest words ever no no <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks for that, Kay, because yeah, you've really, you've really kind of helped me uh, in that respect, and I think you'll help a lot of people with with that little um, mm. little brief story that you, you kind of presented in, in terms of your own life. And I guess one of the things as well that stuck out with that is, and and everything you do, right, is it's a constant work in progress. Sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too. You'll be like, okay, cool, like I've done the work now the results are just going to happen. And it's like, well, no, it doesn't work like that. You do the work and then some results happen and then you've got to repeat doing the work and then more results happen. Yeah. Like, and, and intentionality yeah. is that same thing, right? Like I'm, I'm assuming probably in, in the future, potentially you'll get to a point where you'll be like, I'm doing that thing again where I'm not being intentional. Mm. And you've got to repeat sure. the work, right? Mm. For, for sure. Unfortunately, it's that's just the way it is, you know? Mm. Um, it's, it's that constant evolution of self and sometimes the evolution can be like a huge jump and then other times it's like okay this this is this is the grind you know mm. of um and what i what i call that to my coaching clients is it's an it's an accumulative effect so when they're like ah uh, but what if i you know i'm six months in and i don't i'm not where i want to be and yada yada and this is before they've even begun i'm like just fucking hang on you know, do the work. I know the work works. The work will only work if you do the work, right? And when Wait, you do the again. work consistently and you're showing up for it, I got so the lost. work only works if you do the work. Okay, cool, cool. I'm there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um, otherwise, you know, they're like, oh, I've tried it a couple of times and it hasn't worked. It's like, dude, eventually you putting in so much effort, the work will start to work for you, mm, you know? Mm, and that's, an, that's what I call an accumulative effect where it's not like, it's not always hard, but if in the beginning it's, it's yes, it's hard and yes, you may have to force yourself and yes, you've got to overcome um, some big limiting beliefs, but, you know, eventually you meet the work and it goes, cool, 
I'll start giving you some flow. I'll start. It's like the universal dance, you know, mm, it mm. comes and dances with you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that. I, I guess as well, it's kind of like this whole idea of we tend to look at the entire ladder instead of just looking at the first rung. Right. Like Amazing. we're just like, Oh my God. And I, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day and she's looking at starting a podcast and she's like, Oh, but what if this happens and what I have to do this and I have to do this. I was like, stop. You've run yeah. two businesses before. Did you do all of these things before you hit go? Or did you just hit go? And she was just like, yeah, I just got to start doing it. Don't I? Like, yeah. 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 I'd, yes. Amen. Amen. I love that. Do you think suffering is essential for success? This is a question I ask a lot of people and, and there's obviously different mm. answers. Do I think suffering is essential for success? I don't know. Look, I guess... Um, I see like there's some phases before suffering. Like mm. there might be suffering, pre-suffering that might be painful, pre-painful it might be uncomfortable, pre-uncomfortable it might be irritating, mm. right? So and I think whether it's like success in, in our lives or success in our monies or success in our business, um, I don't think we need to get to full-blown suffering to be successful. I think that there are the little knocks along the way to go, hey, this ain't the best way to do this. Hey, this is, you know, another way you could be doing this. But I think, you know, there could be, there could be um, irritation and frustration and frustration can be just like, all right, what am I doing right now that is creating this frustration that, I need to upskill, I need to learn, I need to know how to do differently so I can be more successful in your relationship or in your money or in whatever else it may be. So it could be that someone is, you know, new to starting their own business and they're wanting to create a social media following and, you know, they're, they're putting things out into the world and nothing's coming back. And so there's, a, there's frustration around that. But then if you continue to do the same thing and nothing's still coming back, then I guess, you know, those layers of from frustration to uncomfortable or whatever I said before, painful and then suffering, suffering, I guess, can lead to either us suffering can be good because it can lead us to either totally giving up or to like, I need to fucking change now, you know? And I guess that's where I used to play. I used to play in full-blown suffering, mm. whereas now I play in frustration. Mm. You're if just I'm noticing frustrated, Correct. And it's like, okay, if what I'm doing right now isn't working, then how could I be doing it better? And it's those types of questions that lit, like, like those upward questions that don't keep me down in the, oh, why is it not working for me? What am I doing wrong? Like that's mm. downward questioning, right? Mm. Whereas upward is, okay, I'm frustrated right now, but what could I be doing about this? Who could I reach out to? Mm. Um, I think frustration can be a, a cornerstone in itself before you have to go to full-blown suffering. Yeah, I feel that. Does that make hey, sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. Hey, Kat, just your um, speakers rubbing on Oh, your... sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. No, cool. <laughs> I get expressive. I get expressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I guess I used to be in the camp of, oh, you need to hit rock bottom before you bounce mm -hmm. back up. But that was probably more an, an excuse or a limiting belief than anything else. I think it is, like you say, about just noticing it and asking yourself the right questions and mm. structuring your questions in a way that, like you say, they lift you up instead of push you deeper into, into a state of suffering. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for your perspective on that. I had a couple other questions, but I think um, I think that'll that'll do for this one. I think what I'll do now is move into the four and one. I could question you all day, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, but but I do I do know that you've you've got other things to do with your day, and also I think we're going to blow too many minds if we keep <laughs> doing these questions. People will just be like, "Stop <laughs> it!" <laughs> um, so yeah, if you're happy with that, I'll move into the four and one. I think you yeah, got yeah, the yeah, email. Yeah. Um, so basically how it works is I ask four questions and then you get one question for me. It can be whatever you want. It can oh. be silly. It can be deep. It can be thoughtful. It can be 
that could make me cry, whatever you want to ask. Don't make me cry too okay, much. Okay, 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 okay. I probably did get the email, but did I read it? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's honesty right there. I love that. That is. <laughs> um, bonus question, though, before I start. Uh, okay. At some point this year, can we have coffee? Oh, yes. That would be awesome. <laughs> yes. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Yeah, sick. I would, I would love to just have like a real face-to-face catch up with you that'd be awesome awesome. sick okay cool now that i've got my selfish question out of the way four and one (laughs) first one for you 2020 was obviously a tough year for almost everyone um, but i think it was also a year filled with opportunity if you knew where to look Um, so my question for you is your best and worst moments so one of each of 2020 Mm. okay so my my worst moments that turned into my best, um, it was actually more personal rather than business. So uh, like I mentioned before, um, I t- typically we have my stepdaughter's week on, week off, and I'm someone who is equal introvert to extrovert. So time and space for me is delicious, mm-hmm. right? It, it gives me the amount that I put out. It gives me that real sweet spot to let me come back in, let me do my thing Mm. and regenerate. So what was really tough for me last year was that space became really small Um, with homeschooling, asking questions, making sure that um, they were doing, you know, their work, but making sure they were okay. And then, you know, having so many extra clients on board, et cetera, uh, I was, I literally was anxious every day. Uh, I had anxiety every day. I was experiencing anxiety every day. And um, there was one day in the bathroom where I just thought, I can't, I can't keep going like this. This is, I'm harboring stress in my body. Um, I'm not being who I really want to be. And so what is really being asked of me here? If I'm wanting to, you know, that, that, diamond analogy like so much pressure creates diamonds if i'm all this pressure is wanting to create a diamond what's the diamond like what's what's that's what am so i trying good. to learn through this that's yeah. such an awesome way to look at it yeah <laughs> oh, I'm what's the diamond in the rough can, can, um, I, can i steal that and write that in my little handy dandy notebook of great quotes oh yeah of course you can <laughs> i just i just it actually just came to me then so oh that's awesome um yeah it was that um what I was learning was actually there was a couple of things. One was to go, to really go with the flow. And I'm, I'm okay with going with the flow, but when it comes to my space, dude, I'm like, oh, I can't tell you because, uh, you know, my early childhood experience, I have so many things around space. Mm. So I was learning the diamond that I'm wanting to learn was to be adaptable and how can I show up when plans change by the minute by the second by the day by the moment how can Mm. I show up as I want to be um whilst that takes place and the other part that I also learned was um which was the positive which was how can I find a space in limited space how can I create the space in limited space and you know there were things like just go and sit in your car for 15 minutes and I did a few IGTVs in the car and everyone was like, oh, my God, I do the same thing. You know, especially people who have kids, they're like, I do the same thing. I sit out <laughs> in front of the house for 20 minutes, sometimes half an hour. So they, 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 I know they sound quite small, but for me they were major because mm-hmm. I'm a massive space protector and when that is invaded, in air quotes, um, I can become a real fucking bitch. And I'm yeah. like... And, and that was what I needed to relax. I needed to relax that last year. Yeah, cool. I love that. The worst becomes the best. Because I asked that question because I was really interested to see if you if you kind of turned it from, you know, worst to best. Because I had a feeling you yeah. would because that's kind of the way you look at the world. Because the worst moments tend to bring out the best enough because that's when we, we, we actually create big change, right? Like we need to make mistakes. Crappy things sometimes need to happen for us to go, yeah, you know what? What about if I do this? And it becomes mm. awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. love that. Okay, next one for you. It's a bit of a strange one. If you were a social media app, which app would you be? 
If I was a social media, okay, which ones are there? There's Snapchat, TikTok, Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, I guess there's like LinkedIn, Twitter. You're definitely not a LinkedIn. You're definitely not not a LinkedIn. I'm not LinkedIn. I'm not LinkedIn. (laughs) I reckon, ah, I reckon if I was an app, I'd be TikTok. Yeah, 100%. Do it. Because you dance and everyone dances on TikTok. And you're just like this bubbly human. And I just feel like TikTok is just a bubbly. TikTok is catch on. Yeah. You should, you should sue them for their for taking. I your know. Idea. Yeah. I'm like, dudes, you you dancing on there? I was the fucking OG of this shit. <laughs> Sick. Not. Okay. Uh, next one for you. I love that. Mm. What drives you to continue? So essentially, I guess that is your purpose. Like, what is like your guiding north star? Mm, that's a really awesome question because I was actually asking myself this two days ago when I was like ass deep in creating content for these two new products. Mm. And I was like, why, <laughs> why am I doing this? Like I'm tired. I, I'm at the computer for so long and this is draining my soul. I'm like, why, why cat? Mm. And it's for me, it's that, I know that there are people out there suffering in pain or frustrated, like we are talking about before, when they don't have to be Mm. and they are tool-less. They don't have the tools. Um, And I'm someone in this life who has been in that position who has tools. Mm. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's not even I have to will myself or motivate myself. It's when I remember that and when I was in, you know, my darkness and there were people who offered their tools and their pieces of, of gold and I just grabbed onto them and grabbed onto them and grabbed onto them and I get to be where I am now, I think, fuck, why wouldn't I do that for other people? And it is. It's the hero's journey of, 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 of bringing your gold that you've learned or bringing my gold, I'll speak for myself, bringing my gold that I've learned over my life back to the community? Why would I not want to make the community better? Why would I not want to make, you know, this world better and have people experience relationships in a better way and themselves in a better way and express themselves authentically? Um, Like that's, that's always, that's always the the bottom line and the North Star. That's so beautiful. Mm. It's so important to remind yourself of that regularly too, right? Like when you get in those moods where you're just like, why the hell? Am I doing this? Why am I awake right now? Why am I waking up this early? And then when you remind yourself, and it's it's got to be good enough, right? Like I used to have, I had a bunch of failed ideas when I was in my early twenties, and it was because I just didn't have a why. I was doing it because I thought that's what I should be doing. You know, like oh, if people see me do this, then awesome. You know, I'll be I'll be sick Mm -hmm. as dude. But there was no reason. And now, like when there is a reason, it's like okay. Cool. I can work for another couple hours because. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, correct, correct. It's like the extra little bit of rocket fuel. Love that. Okay, last one for you, and then you get one for me. Okay. Uh, one mentor and one book that you would recommend. Mm, one mentor, one book. Oh wow! One, one opportunity. Tough, one mentor, one book, one opportunity. Sees everything you ever got. Same name song. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, what's going on? Where are you going with this dude? <laughs> uh, one book. Ah, oh, okay. So one that stands out to me right now is a book by Deepak Chopra called Synchro Destiny. I read it years ago. Years ago. Synchro and Destiny. Synchro Destiny. Um, I learned a very powerful tool inside of there that helped me stop projecting my shit onto other people really really powerful tool in there um so that and mentor can can it be anyone like does it have to be famous that people can then go and follow in that no it can be anyone to be perfectly honest and he i only saw him once but it was my professor Mm. the professor of neurology yeah Um, true he, I don't know what he was channeling or who he was channeling through him, but 
like that was a huge that was huge that was huge I mean there's also Oprah because I have I have other backstories that I haven't shared today but Oprah was a huge part of healing journey for me too but in terms of what we're talking about today and all of that brain surgery and chronic pain shit um it would be him his name's Professor Jackson who I actually interviewed on my podcast yeah no maybe I'll just um link that podcast episode in the description below yeah I'll send it to you yeah that'll be sick yeah. yeah yeah that's powerful yeah that's a good one actually because i guess without that little um moment in time you may yeah. not have discovered who you are until maybe much later or, or maybe not ever so, exactly exactly oh, powerful yep. i got goosebumps yep. again <laughs> awesome okay you get one for me my yeah. question to you okay so i guess um with so you're doing you're doing your jam now. Mm-hmm. You're you've, you're you're doing what you're doing now. I guess what is on your horizon that is scaring the shit out of you, but you're going for it anyway. Oh, that's such an awesome question. Um, like, what kind of time scale are we talking about? Just any anything that really any time scale. Yeah, okay. any time scale. Like, it's like you're you're you you've got it in your mind, and you're working towards it anyway, despite all the little naysay shit in your head. What awesome, is it? Yeah. Come straight to mind. So I guess like my kind of little mantra for my purpose in life is to give people wings and roots. Uh, a big mm. believer in that because I had so many people do that for me when I was growing up and I'm, I'm big on education because I kind of always felt neglected by the educational system. And as I've traveled, like I traveled a lot, um, to places that a lot of people don't get the chance to see, you know, to slums and to favelas and places where people are truly suffering. Like there's there's real mm. problems, you know, not like the superficial problems we experience in Melbourne where the coffee's not hot. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like some some of the complaints I hear, I have, I have to be like, okay, perspective, Jack, it's okay. <laughs> um, and so what I, what I want to create uh, eventually which ties in with my drive at the moment to be financially free and to build a decent amount of capital is I want to create a system where I can bring the opportunities for higher education to people without money and to give them a starting line, to give them a place to hit go from. Uh, So I've got a few ideas. Uh, The one main one is essentially democratizing education. So so what I want to create is a system in which people in Australia, for example, pay a specific monthly fee, which is still low, but enough because it would be based on the internet to fund uh, the education on on the opposite side of the world, say Brazil, for example, where they don't have a lot of money. So they're paying nothing, whereas people who can afford to pay something are essentially funding that education. So you end up with this kind of sharing economy of democratized education. So that's what I want to create. And so that's kind of my big driver. That's a big vision. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a lifetime thing, um, and yeah. whether it whether it becomes exactly what I have in my head, I don't know, but I know it's going to exist in some form or another because I'm doing the work and I'm I'm making the sacrifices now to make it happen, and it, yeah, it gives me such a buzz, and I'm terrified, so terrified because it means wow. that I have to I have to ha- you know build up a lot of money, and 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 that's that's happening slowly, um, yeah, and relatively quickly at the same time, but. Yes, there's, there's just a lot of big cogs that I'd need to manage in that situation. So it's terrifying, but also very exciting. Wow, that's yeah. wicked. Yeah, very cool. Thanks. Very Thanks cool. for the question. That was an awesome question. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, I guess this is kind of the end of our first chat. I'm so pumped to have a first discussion with you. Before I let you get on with your the rest of your day and um, before I let you go serve, people and, and bring joy to the lives of so many people, the half a million that you potentially reach. <laughs> um, do you want to maybe word up whoever's listening, where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can find more information about maybe coaching or courses or events? And obviously I'll leave um, all of that in the description yeah. below as well. Yeah, beautiful. So um, you can head to catjohn.com.au to find out about what's on offer. Um, so my, I've got one-on-one coaching. We've got a six-day live uh, in-person training that we um, that me and my fiance do together. And then I'll be also launching a um, 12, 
month life coaching program um, called The Legends, of course. <laughs> Come and join The Legends. Um, so yeah, head to catchon.com.au. You'll find all of that info there. If you want to get like a, a snippet of my personality and I guess, yeah, showing up very real and authentic, um, head to Instagram, Cat dot john there's a little dot in the middle some person out there has got cat john I'm like, damn you cat out. john damn it we're gonna get you um yeah exactly uh and also to listen to my podcast which is over on spotify it's all it's on all of the the things so it's called cat john is real raw relatable like that's where uh you'll you'll get another glimpse into me at, at a deeper level beyond instagram Awesome. Awesome. And uh, like I said before, that'll be all linked in the write up below for anyone who is interested in heading on over. And I'll make sure I include that uh, episode you did with Professor Jackson as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be, awesome. yeah, be ace. Awesome. Uh, well, that's cool, pretty much it. Thank you so much. This has been my pleasure. 90 million times better than I expected. I was pretty nervous actually coming into this. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. So good to have a conversation good. with you awesome to be here thank you so much hello again friend thanks for listening to the entirety of that episode i truly appreciate you tuning in uh, if you haven't already please subscribe on whatever platform you're using and if you're using apple podcasts huge favor to ask you can you please leave a five-star rating leave a comment leave a review and be sure to share this with anyone in your life that you think it'll impact positively uh, each and every rating and that and review that we get on apple podcasts helps beat the algorithm and get the podcast out to more people. And I think these conversations are worth sharing. So thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode of Couple of Lattes. Uh -huh.